Thanks to Homer for supporting Another Mother Runner. Homer Reading combines your child's passions and current reading level to create a personalized learn-to-read plan that's designed for kids ages 2 to 8. Visit learnwithhomer.com slash AMR to start a free 30-day trial. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. And we are here with answers, right? <laughs> we are. We are here with answers. We are. So um, so happy first day of fall. We're recording this on September 23rd. Oh, and it is just perfect here in Denver. Perfect. I mean, we had the best fall running weather. Ooh. Yesterday morning, I went on a kind of run walk on the Highline Canal, which is you know, you've been on it. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. lovely yeah. yeah. Like gravel path that goes for miles and miles and miles. And honestly, it was like a highway. It was like <laughs> a highway. I'm not kidding you. I got passed by like the first time I was like, oh my God, are there Buffalo coming? I mean, it was like us <laughs> 18. I think they were college. They had to have been college runners. I mean, men, you know, men like a very, very tight pack coming uh-huh. through very fast. I was like, wow, I wish I would have been fast enough to take a picture, you know, like a funny <laughs> selfie or something. Yeah. And then another group came through and they were, and they were, they weren't, you could tell they weren't related. Like that was probably a high school. Uh-huh. And then later I saw a bunch of girls running together. And then I saw a coach, like, you know, riding a bike, you know, um, coaching girls. And then of uh-huh. course there were just normal bikes and normal runners out. And I was just like, wow, this place is hopping. <laughs> Well, it's amazing. You saw so much on a Sunday. Like when yeah, Sunday at like eight a.m. I know. <laughs> like it's a day off or something. Come on. I know. Maybe maybe they get Saturdays off. I don't know. <laughs> oh, and funny. you're still swimming out there, huh? I am still swimming. So I um so I love open water swimming. Quote unquote open water. It's in a um former gravel pit. It turns out I was always a quarry. I just found out from a woman last week who has been swimming there for 44 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it used wow. to be a gravel pit. Um, so yes, so swam. I Because I know I have limited numbers of times I can still swim this year, I um, played a little hooky, went on Wednesday morning after dropping my son John off at high school and which is north of us and then I kept going north to go to this pond and then on Sunday yesterday as we record this Molly and I went there and we brought another mother who is not a runner but she's a loves open water swimming so we brought her and it was raining both times that I went swimming oh my gosh um, but you know you're you get wet anyway so. I, well this is true this is true but it's hard I think it's harder to rally to get in the water when it's raining like when it's running I feel like um well, it feels, it just feels easier for some reason. So we, Molly and I yesterday ran beforehand so that we got, you know, sweaty and, and warm so that then it felt really good to go in the water. Whereas on Wednesday I was tighter on time. So I just went and went right into the water and it felt chillier on Wednesday than it did yesterday. But I like the feeling of the rain hitting my arm on the recovery portion of the stroke. Uh huh. You know, cause I'm sensitive like that. I can feel those little raindrops hitting my arm. Is it? Yeah, no, it's yeah. fun. It's fun. Yeah. Water yeah. below water above. <laughs> yes. And uh, so that, so, and it was raining pretty hard by the time I finished on Wednesday. And so um, because of that incident where my gym bag got stolen and then recovered, um, that I shared on an episode. Uh, oh, I, I didn't now, hear about that one. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, so now I leave all my stuff in the car and get changed next to my car. So I walk down barefoot, just holding my goggles and cap 
um, and I'm wearing my swimsuit. So I go down there and then I'm walking back to my car. And it, like I said, it's raining and there's a woman there who there's hard. I mean, there wasn't anybody else there. And she comes up and she said, I just had to come down and see if you were wearing a wetsuit or not. And it's this one Marla who I had met a few years ago in the far end of the, or in the corner, if a pond can have a corner, I met her in the corner of the pond. <laughs> um, and, um, and she at the time seemed like a water nymph slash mermaid. And I, the people who work at this, you know, um, park had told me about this woman, Marlon, that she comes down and swims every day and she's been doing it for decades. And I think Marla's house has a view of the pond. So I think she spotted me swimming and came down to see. And then the first thing she said was she said that she um, really is very proud of being the first person in, in the beginning of the season, the first person to swim at the end of the season. So I think she was trying to figure out how many more times I was going to oh, be swimming. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, she, she, so, she wants a record. She does. So I told her that I would be, so that was last Wednesday. I said, oh, I'm going to be here this coming Sunday. I said, but then I'm out of town the following two weekends. I said, I, the latest I've ever uh, gone swimming there is um, the what some people call Columbus Day weekend. And so my plan is to go there that weekend. We'll, we'll see if that, um, I think if we get a lot of room between now and then I might not. But um, so anyway, so, and so it's raining and I'm staying in my bathing suit, so it doesn't matter. But she's staying there in regular clothes, no jacket, no umbrella, nothing. And she just is completely, it doesn't even seem from the, her reaction on her face, it doesn't seem like she knows it's raining. I'm like, yeah. wow. So in the first, she said, you are a beast for going swimming today. Oh my gosh. I'm, I admire you so much. I'm like, I think you're Marla and you've been swimming here forever. So I admire you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, that's very sweet of her to come down and tell you that. That's yeah, very yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, and then the best was, uh, so she said that she has an outdoor shower and I said, oh, I daydream. Oh, that's my, you know, dream to have an outdoor shower. And she's like, oh, you can come take a shower. I'm like, oh, I got to get to work. Da, da, da. And then she said that she um, swims and then goes and takes a shower and then oftentimes um, weeds her garden in the nude. <laughs> like I just volunteered that information to you. <laughs> and she did. And she said, if, uh, if the park people would allow it, she would swim naked. I was wow. like, Oh, okay. Marla, love her. Marla, so. free love Marla. Yes. We love it. Yes. So anyway, spirit. Yeah. So it was awesome to run into her. So I do hope to make it back um, maybe one more time this season. Oh, it makes me cold just thinking about it. <laughs> more power to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to questions and answers. This first one comes from a friend up north of the border, Michelle in Edmonton, Canada. Hi, my name is Michelle and I'm calling from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And I just have a question. I often do my longer runs in the evenings as I have littles at home. But when it's after dinner, I'm not usually hungry when I get back to my run. I have a glass of chocolate milk when I come in, but I don't really want food. Is it okay to just not eat anything until breakfast the next day? My long runs are usually between six to eight miles, and I'm running for anywhere between 60 and 75 minutes. Anyways, hope that helps. Thanks. Bye. So first off, Michelle, kudos for heading out the door after your kids are in bed and the dishes are loaded and, you know, the whole bit. So that takes um, some fortitude. I, I definitely um, run out of steam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like right alone, like forget the question, man. You just, you, you just keep, you just keep eating and drinking whatever you have because it's working for you. Cause that is a uh, seriously, like the end of a long day with young kids. Mm -hmm. um, especially, on a, I mean, I imagine that she regulates her dinner consumption 
based mm-hmm. on the fact that she's going running, but still that is, uh, that is seriously impressive. So nice work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, so 68 miles, um, 60 to 75 minutes, a lovely glass of chocolate milk when you get home is perfect. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, that's exactly protein, the fat, the carbs that you need. Um, you know, when you get going over 90 minutes, that's when, um, you have to think of start, start thinking about fueling on the run and maybe being a little bit more diligent about your post run, um, recovery snack slash meal, but my gosh, right now it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly because I think she's doing it after eating dinner. As you said, she probably doesn't maybe eat as much dinner as I would, but, um, that, that, <laughs> you know, so she has that food in her system for her body to call on and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think, you know, Michelle, unless you, you know, step up and, you know, maybe start training for a longer race that has you out there for, as Dim said, 90 minutes or longer, there's, there's no need to be eating after that, um, immediately after that run and going to bed and waking up the next morning and eating a good breakfast. That's, um, that's a perfect plan. So yeah. the only thing that I would say is if she wakes up in the morning ravenous, Mm-hmm. then she might want to, you know, supplement that just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, it, if, if, whether you did a more intense run or hit some more hills or I don't know, I mean, you know, just, I mean, if it's good the way it is, it's good. But I'm just saying like, if you wake up ravenous, then you probably need um, maybe like a banana and peanut butter, like we talked about in our last <laughs> episode, or just some more kind of um, some fat and carbs. Protein. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I've been loving lately when I come back from swimming is steel cut oats made with a mixture of water and milk and then swirling peanut butter into it or almond butter. Mm, so good. Huh? I, um, I just have never been able to get on the oatmeal train. I just, I really, I, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. Like, it's uh, not like I'm like, Oh, I can't touch it. You know, it's not like I, I am uh, with shellfish, but it's just, uh-huh. I just, it's just never been appealing to me. It's uh, just mush. It's, ugh. Oh, I love, uh, have you ever tried steel cut oats? Um, I maybe have, I mean, I don't know. I lump it all together. (laughs) Yuck, yuck, yuck. You lump all the oatmeal together (laughs) Um, because it's, it's very hearty and toothsome. You know, you get, it has a nice chewy feeling to it. And the first time I ever got exposed to it, like introduced to it was (laughs) a, um, this friend, Sarah, who was on my hood to coast team. She made the entire team um, steel cut oats that she put into individual little baggies, like, you know, I joke that they look like dime bags and that, uh, so instead of, instead of, you know, hashish or something and it had steel cut oats and then she brought all the toppings for it. And then, so she said, Oh, you could like put it under your armpit and that would warm it up. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. I love it. That's so, so sweet. I, so I thought like, Oh, well, you know, if it's tasty, then after being warmed up in my armpit, imagine what tastes like fresh off the stove. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I mean, I probably have had steel kettles. I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things, like out of all the breakfast foods that are available mm-hmm. in the world, that's just not the one that I'm called to. Yeah. I just like, it's such a nice, um, healthy blank slate to put things, you know, yogurt or fruit or nuts or peanut butter or whatever. So yeah, anyway, maybe so one toast, you know, and so it's <laughs> eggs, you wouldn't want to do eggs and yogurt, but a lot of other things. So, um, all right. Um, we'll keep up the good work, Michelle. We are, we doff our running hats to you. Hey guys, it's Maggie, Sarah's occasional co-host. I'm here today to tell you about a fun learn to read plan I've been using with my son and daughter to foster a love of reading and give them a boost in school. It's called Homer and it's designed for kids ages two to eight. It offers thousands of lessons on phonics, sight words, ABCs, and more. Our daughter Marion really struggled with reading this year. So we were looking into tutors and other programs, but nothing was helping. 
Things finally clicked when we started exploring Homer together. Of course, her brother Finn wants to do everything his big sister does, so we set up his profile as well. Turns out they're both having the best time using this program and making real progress. They each have a personalized learning plan based on their age and reading stage, and the setup process is super easy. It involved choosing themes and subjects that interest them, and the beautiful thing about Homer is they really know what works to keep a kid's attention. The games are fun, interactive, and they give them positive feedback to keep them interested. You should try it out for 30 days at no charge, thanks to a generous discount from AMR, and see the difference Homer can make for your kiddos. Visit learnwithhomer.com AMR to start your free 30-day trial. Again, that's learnwithhomer.com AMR. This question is from Deb in upstate New York. Hi, this is Deb from upstate New York. I am the mom of four teenagers, and so... I'm marathon training. My BRFs and I are well into our double-digit runs, and given the heat and humidity here in New York, lately we've been carrying lots of water. We've been using hydration vests, which have worked well in training, but we're trying to decide what to use for the race, which is the wine glass in October. Do we drag along the pack versus a handheld plus the aid station water, or just rely on the aid stations? We would love your thoughts. Thanks, Tim and Sarah, for always keeping us entertained on our many, many, many miles. Bye. All right. So, Deb, I think the question that you need to ask yourself is, do you want the freedom of having your own water when you want it, rather than relying on where the aid stations are placed, or whether you're okay, you know, waiting for those aid stations? And mm-hmm. um I actually did look up on the wine glass course map. It has a lovely course map that shows that there are eight stations every two miles. Um, so. so that's, yeah, that's a, that's a moderate, right? Like, I mean, uh-huh. um, it's not, it's not overly saturated, um, but you could also have a couple more. <laughs> I would think like every mile and a half or, or mile might feel better. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is you, like you said, it's like, how often do you want it? If you drink a lot, if you'd rather drink, you know, little sips very frequently, mm-hmm. um, then the vest is a great thing to take. I mean, the thing about it is, is you've trained with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you know you have it, you know, now you know it's not going to bug you and you can have it exactly the way that you've trained with it, which is great. That's a great position to be in. And now the question is, do you want it? Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of deciding, oh, I need water and then buying a vest a couple of days before and wearing that and having it maybe chafe you or something or bug you. So um, so the biggest thing you just have to ask yourself is how often do you want to drink? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also maybe what you want to drink. You know, a lot most races do say what the hydration will be out on the course. But I mean, you know, I love noon. So when I, you know, would run a marathon, I oftentimes would run with a waist belt. And so that I would put noon in tablet, a noon tablet in each of the, usually half a noon tablet into each of the little eight ounce water bottles so that I knew that I was getting my electrolytes and not just fluid. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's that. Um, I also do sometimes, um, particularly in like a half marathon, cause I want to have some noon while I'm out there on the courses, I will fill a disposable water bottle. So, you know, like a Poland Springs or a Dasani or whatever, and then pop a noon tablet in there and then carry it but then I get to, you know, discard it at an aid station um, when, and then I'm not holding something because I'm not a fan of holding something for an entire race. 
Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've carried a handheld. It depends upon, you know, again, your own personal preference. I don't mind it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if it's a real handheld bottle, right. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. wraps around your hand. So it's mm-hmm. not, you're not holding a Poland Springs bottle or a disposable bottle. You're it's mm-hmm. a, it's, um, I like, I didn't mind that. I carried that for the Nike women's and did the same thing. Um, carried noon. I carried noon tablets. That's back in the day when you got peanuts on the plane all the time and I filled pouch, you know, nice, and they nice. used foil pouch. Um, so they didn't get, you know, they didn't start effervescing when they got touched my sweat. They were in a pocket or something. Um, so yeah, there's lots of choices. I mean, the biggest thing, and I, I saw you have some notes here. I mean, you know, this wine glass is a small course. Um, Sarah mm-hmm. put some notes that bigger courses like Chicago and New York will be crowded, but um, we actually talked about this um, a little bit last week in some Train Like a Mother podcasts. And the thing about it is, is they'll be crowded, but they're also really long. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like they, they obviously are set up to accommodate the crowds. They're on both sides of the road usually, you know, and they're, you know, volunteers, Gatorade on one side, um, water on the other, you know, I mean, you you can definitely um, get for by not carrying your own water and still be plenty hydrated. For sure. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, Although there is the um, Molly and I, when we ran the Vancouver British Columbia marathon, we came, th- I came through there in the final miles and I think my finish time there was, I don't know, it was super hot. It was, like my finish time was 215, 218, something like that. And even by then at the mile 22, mile 23, they had run out of cups. Oh, wow. So okay. people were, I mean, I held out my hands like Oliver Twist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and, uh, and, Can I have you know, another, sir? Yeah. Yes. And so, I mean, I think then I grabbed off all my bottles from my fuel belt and, you know, filled it up there. But it was, it was total DIY and uh, it was self-serve and they just, there were no more cups. So, hmm. um, yeah, so that was kind of a bummer. But yeah, so um, it, you know, there is also the question of chafing. I mean, yes, she's used to wearing a vest, but 26 miles in a vest. I don't know. There's a lot of things to consider and it's all personal preference, I think is what it comes down to. Yep. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, let's hear from Sherry in Indianapolis. Hi ladies. This is Sherry in Indianapolis. Early in my running career, I had a really bad marathon experience. I've only ever done the one ba- marathon and it was so bad that I actually quit running for about 20 years afterwards. Um, I'm now getting back into running again, and I've fallen in love with trail running. So the idea of doing another marathon just fills me with dread, but the idea of getting into ultra distances is just very exciting to me. So my question is, do I need to do another marathon before I move up to like a 50K, or can I just skip over the marathon distance and go straight from training for a half marathon to training for a 50K race. Also, do you think I should do another marathon, maybe just like a fun training run to kind of break the jinx, if you will, and um, get me over the fear of marathons before I move up to ultra distances? Thanks. Bye. 20 years, one marathon, and it scared her off for 20 years, huh? I, I literally almost texted her and said I want more details. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, well, I don't, I mean, I guess maybe, you know, she, maybe she wasn't super prepared or maybe it was longer than she, I don't know. I mean, who knows, you know, but maybe she just had 
a no good, very bad day like Alexander, right? <laughs> um, I don't mean to laugh at her experience. I laugh at your, at the way yeah, you Alex, yeah, 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 no, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think maybe, maybe the weather was horrific or something like that. Yeah. So, but we are very glad, Sherry, that you have found your way back to our beloved sport. Sure. So, um, Dimity, you know, I'm just going to defer to you on the training piece for this. But, you know, I think from from the all-important juju standpoint, uh, the, you know, like placating the running gods or something, I would, I think, um, you know, doing a marathon as an enjoyable training run for a 50K, I think that sounds like a good idea because I think obviously that one marathon left an extremely bad taste in her mouth. So I think to kind of be able to clear her palate for that would be a good move. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, well, so there, I can see both sides. I can see clearing your palate, but honestly, like a marathon, you know, especially if a trail marathon is really interesting to her or 50 K, like, I don't know how much a road marathon piques her interest. And that's a long way to go on the roads. If that's not, if you're already feeling kind of fearful of it and then mm-hmm. it's not really interesting to you, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just doing it to quote unquote, get over something. I mean, I would, I would say skip the, the road marathon, but that said, you know, we have the ultra training programs and the train like a mother club. And, um, and we do want you to have run a marathon, um, to, to get into those programs. It's helpful to have run a marathon mm-hmm. in the past year, but mm-hmm. it could be on the trails, right? So she could, I mean, if I were, if, if, so it really, Sherry needs to sit down and say, do I want to run, do I want to run a road marathon? And mm-hmm. here's why I do, and here's why I don't, and and make that decision. If she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I just want a trail run, and she has that accessibility, you know, she has, uh, you know, she can train on the weekends long. Um, there's a lot of trails near her. There are mm-hmm. a lot of races. She can just kind of work her way up that way, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. go, you know, 10k, a half marathon, maybe a 20k, you know, marathon, 20 mile, or whatever, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. work her way up to a 50k over time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, or um, and, and you can still do roads on, runs on the road during that ultra training cycle, you know, but you don't sure. necessarily have to run a marathon. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing you say, Dim, is to, to Sherry is to not skip directly from doing a half marathon race to then the next distance that she races being a 50 K that she should sprinkle in some distances between those two. Well, yes. Or, um, really, you know, make sure that she has a lot of base mileage underneath her and then Mm -hmm. train. I mean, the the programs in the train, like a mother club, um, are 24 weeks. So that's Mm -hmm. six months of training, right? Mm -hmm. So you really need to take your time, I guess, is what I want to say, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's, um, you know, that's what she can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, but the the thing about it is also with the trails as, as, as many people know is, um, okay. A 50 K on the road might take you, well, that's 31 miles to say you run 10 minute miles to make the math easy. So <laughs> 310 minutes. What is that? It's five hours and 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on a trail. I'm impressed I mean, with that. Well, I just have to give you some props for doing that math in your head right there on the spot. Oh, anyway. hey, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is that, is it right though? Yes, it is. Yes. Five hours and 10 minutes. I'm like, yes. well, I came too easy because maybe it's wrong. Um, but maybe, you know, I, I don't know what the trails are like around Indianapolis or what race she has her eye on, but I mean, that could easily be eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the, on trails, right. Um, mm-hmm. depending upon the terrain and the elevation and that kind of stuff. So it's a lot more about time on your feet when you're running an ultra. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm interested to see if other people think that she should run a marathon. Cause I, you know, I'm like, why would you go back to that? You know, it's like a bad trip. Like I had a really bad time in Des Moines. I don't want to go there again. Right. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm not knocking no, just, on Des Moines. No disrespect but I'm just saying, to Des Moines. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm interested because uh, obviously you and I have a different perspective on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, this next one, I just had to include this in here, Dimity. It's from Diane in Chicago. Hi, this is Diane from Chicago. I'm a mother runner of two teen girls. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. I have a question for each of you. Sarah, what is the origin story for your nickname, Champy? And Dimity, you're the only Dimity I've ever heard of. How did you get your name? Okay, so I have to say, Alex is always saying, you guys don't have to limit your questions and answers to just about running. I'm like, here, this is sort of not about running. It's not about running. Well, we got that. So it's Champy is your nickname, not Champion, right? Or is Champy short for Champion? Um, Oh, Champy is short for Champion. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but it's, um, it was a, Jack, my husband is, is a goofball, Dimity, as you know. And mm-hmm. so he just, while we were dating, he just one time started calling me champy or champion. And so then, and this, this, there's a, this is the answer. This tale I'm about to tell is the answer to why champy is my athletic sports nickname now. So that I was in a rowing race and I was in a quad, which you know Dimity, but a lot of people don't, is four people in a boat where you are sculling, which means each person in that boat has two oars. And it is, to me, requires a lot more finesse than standard sweep rowing does when you only have one oar. And a quad goes very fast. So you have to, and it was a short race, so it was a thousand meters. So it was a very, it was going to be high, high stroke rate, a lot of strokes per minute. So a lot of skill, a lot of finesse, both of which I don't have much of. So was <laughs> sitting on the starting line and and you have to do these, when you start a rowing race like that, you have to take all these little quick short strokes and it's, oh, it's nerve wracking. And so the second the gun went off to start, all the only phrase that went through my head for the entire thousand meters was, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. (laughs) And so, so, and then, and we, and so we didn't know how it was a very close race and it was a heat. And so afterwards I I was like, oh, I don't know. Do I want us to have qualified for the final or not? And we just barely made it in. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to go through it again. And so then I'm sitting out on the start line again, sitting ready. And suddenly I felt this calm, enter my body and just radiate through my limbs. And from that first stroke, I just thought, go champy, champy, go. And so instead of a panicked, oh God, oh God, oh God, (laughs) go champy, champy, go, go champy, champy, go. And I, I think maybe we finished third. So we got a bronze medal. I don't know. Was it, it, was it a smoother race for you? Did you feel the difference? Yes. So to me, you know, it was the power of that mantra in my head, go champy, champy, go. So I told, told people about it. And so that is why when sometimes in a race, I like for people to ch- shout, go champy, champy, go. Oh, I didn't know that story. I, there oh, are a few stories I don't know about you, Sarah, but that's one. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, good. Good. Yes. <laughs> well, I think, I think you know my name origin story, but, um, uh, but I'll- It's sh- a good one. It's a good it's one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so, and I'll try to slow down because I've told it so many times, but- um, so my mom got to name my older sister and her name is Megan. And it was, you know, so they, my parents traded who got to name who. And so it was my dad's turn to name me. And um, apparently he was sitting with my grandmother. This is before men were allowed in the living room. Like he was hanging out with her in the hospital somewhere. And, um, 
And uh, she said something about she had a friend named Dimity Dorcas Davis. Again, I'll say that one more time. Dimity Dorcas, D-O-R-C-U-S Davis. And I have to say that um, there's a a florist here in town and it's Flowers by Dorcas and it's spelled D-O-R-C-A-S. Oh, maybe it's C-A-S. Maybe, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's name of Dorcas. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so my dad, after I came out and I was... um, almost 12 pounds, completely bald. Like my poor mother was like, you know, just stretched to her limit in every which way <laughs> imaginable by giving birth to me. Um, and, uh, and my dad comes in and, and apparently, I mean, who knows, this is like family lore now, but the, the pediatrician was like, oh my God, it's a baby whale. And, um, and my mom is like already feeling protective of me. And my dad wants to name me Dorcas based on my grandmother's recommendation and my mom was like you may not name this very large child Dorcas so um but she's like but you can name her Dimity so um so that turned out to be my name so it's Dimity and then um and my so this woman's name was Dimity Dorcas Davis um and my dad's middle name was Davis so I was Dimity Davis McDowell Mm -hmm. um and then I ended up marrying Grant Davis. Mm-hmm. So I could have been Dimity Davis Davis or D cubed, my joke saying my rapper name. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the story. I mean, and, um, and of course it is, like I said, it's family lore. I don't know how accurate is it, it is at all at this point, but that's the way that we all tell the story. Yeah. Um, but, but my sisters obviously know it. Um, and my other sister, by the way, is Sarah. So it's yeah. Megan, Dimity and Sarah. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, so they call me dork and like just in like a loving way. I did like not champy. know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like in like the champy way, you know, just yeah, like, yeah. um, like when I graduated from high school, Megan got me a towel that was monogrammed with dork on it. Um, oh, boy. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't ever think of it as a derogatory word, yeah. but then you're out in public, you know, and like we'd be shopping and she'd be like, Hey dork, come look at this sweater. And everyone would like turn around, like who was responding to this? And here I am like, baby giraffe, six, three dimity, like, Oh, okay. You know, like the whole thing was just, um, a little much, but. Okay. So two things about, well, three things about that story. One, I love it. I just can hear it. I can, you can tell me that story every day and I would still listen raptly by the hundredth time. Um, two, um, uh, that, oh, there is that florist flowers by Dorcas is right near Trader Joe's. So I see it often. And, oh, think, okay. and then three, the other, um, so often people are like, what's your business partner's name? I'm yes. like, Dimity. And then all I think is if I had to be like, oh yes, my business partner, Dorcas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like... I know. Right. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I know. So yeah. And, oh. um, I mean, people, Dorcas used to be a fairly common name, I think in like the thirties and forties. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that's phased out, um, yeah. for names like Apple and, um, whatever yeah. else other names are. Um, Axel. Yeah. Axel, Apple and Axel. And, um, and then the other thing is Dimity from what I've heard is a more common name in like New Zealand slash Australia. Like we, uh, the art director of shape magazine used to be Dimity Jones. That's the only Dimity I've ever heard of. And it was funny because we kind of ran the same circles, the the fitness magazine circles. Um, I know. I know. I've seen on occasion other Dimities and uh, they're almost all Australian, but there is that, um, is it a children's series? No, it's an ant series. Well, there's Dimity the duck. That's that's a kid's book. 
And then there's um, Aunt Dimity is a detective series. Detective like, series. I, yeah. I, so that detective series is not aimed at children. It's aimed at adults. I believe so. I, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I, I always had it in my hold list at the library. And finally, I'm like, I don't want to read that book. I just want to see it. Like, never yeah, mind. Yes, I, I don't need I know. it. <laughs> Somebody, I think, gave me or sent me like Aunt Dimity's death once. I'm like, I don't need to know that. But Dimity the Duck is cute. We saved that. And when we started giving away kids books, you know, that we didn't need anymore. But I saved a couple for the, you know. Oh, yeah. For the grandkids one day. When they come around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so oh that my is goodness. my name origin story. Yes. So um, so thank you, Diane. We love getting that question. Um, if you have other questions. Um, Jim, share that phone number, would you? Uh, it's 470-BADASS, number one, uh, 470-223-2771. Um, leave your first name and where you're calling from and try to keep your message about 90 seconds or less. Mm -hmm. And if you can, uh, tell your friends about this show as well as the regular Another Mother Runner podcast. We love doing these shows, as you can tell. And the more <laughs> listeners we have, the easier it is for us to keep doing them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so keep those questions coming. We're here with answers.